All right, welcome to the Avni interviews. We're your hosts, Eric Bork and Mikey Taylor. What up? We're the co-founders of Avni, a brand for entrepreneurs. Here on the Avni interviews, we interview people doing the work they want and the lifestyle they love, so other people can do the same thing. Today's guest is part two of Glassy Eyewear, the counterpart to Mike Mo Capaldi, the person who was running it from the inception while Mike Mo was skateboarding is his brother, Vince Capaldi. And uh, Vince is here with us today. Before we start, really quickly, just wanna shout out our academy, uh, still getting signups. And if anybody wants to start their own digital marketing agency, go to avnidigital.com. That is what transformed my life from doing hit or miss video work to having retainers from clients and being independent. Um, avnidigital.com for that. Now let's jump in here with Vince. Vince, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Hey, this was a this was a some time in the making. You got me out of see me. Yeah, we got you out of see me. Doesn't happen very often. Hey, why do people that come from see me stay in see me? It's so hard to pull them out. That's like an ongoing thing. It's a it's a valley, so it's hard to get out of. Yeah, see me valley. Like it, it's mountains all around. You just don't leave. It reminds me of, of Ventura. A lot of our friends from Ventura. Yeah, thing. Like, I love that hometown feel, though. I love that. So, um, Vit, did that offend you? No. <laughs> Mikey just looked at me like, fuck you. Well, Mikey leaves Newberry. What, what, what is he going to be offended about? Uh, so, Simi Valley has a, a good valley vibe to it. But um, here's the thing, Vince. We want to talk about Glassy. Uh, Vince is, what's your title at Glassy? Uh, president. President, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to get to the business stuff. That's right, baby. That's right. We're going to get to the business stuff. Um, talk about Glassy, but first let's talk about you a little bit. Uh, so you grew up skateboarding. Yep, that's correct. And um, <laughs> did you ever want to be a pro? Um, there was a point, you know, like when I was probably a teenager, I wanted to be just like probably every other guy that skated at that time. But when your brother is Mike Mo and you see him just so much better than you, and I'm just like, this guy can barely get sponsored at that time. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't think this is gonna work. And then actually he did get sponsored and then we started skating with like Mikey and uh, the girl dudes. And I was just like, this is not happening. But like, at one point, weren't you a little bit better than I always thought you were the gnarly one for sure. No, I mean, I, I, I think that there was element, if we were one skater, we would be good <laughs> at that time, you know, like he was kind of like the manual dude and I would like hit the rails and stuff. So it's like, if you combined us, we'd be a nice, well-rounded skateboarder, but Mike would never touch rails. And then I couldn't, I could hardly like switch flip or something, you know? And, so. But you used to 50-50 rails. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So Vin, Vince could skate. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew what I was doing for Vince sure. This was good at skating. Yeah, yeah like, this was good at skating. But in comparison to like, actually seeing pros on the streets, I was like, nah, it's probably not gonna happen. I gotta, I gotta do something else. And then at <laughs> one point you kind of became the filmer. Uh, or no, yeah. Mike Mo was the filmer. Oh, I mean, how far do you want to go back? <laughs> I always thought you were filming him. That was probably, I was probably like 20 around that point. Yeah, and I would, like we would just be skating and then sometimes we wouldn't have a filmer, so we just had a camera and we would just be like, all right, like we'd go on like a family trip and be like, oh, you want to film a trick in like Big Bear? And we just go skate around. But yeah, like I definitely like the whole media aspect of skating and, you know, like taking photos or making videos. And then with us, you know, kind of making our own little skate videos and stuff, we, I created a website 
it was like a skateboard blog website and that was probably like the first like kind of project I ever like put together and yeah. kind of took serious and like I would make um, graphics and do like little edits and t-shirts and stuff this like that. This is A equals D? Yeah, it was A equals D. Why was it A equals D? Um, I don't know why. I mean, it's obviously a stupid name, but it, when, when, you, when you actually draw 8 equals D out, it forms a uh, dick. It looks like a dick. So, I mean, it, it, it was, from the start, it wasn't going to be anything serious. It was just, honestly, it was kind of like almost a resume for myself to like, or just for me to get experience on like how to do web design, how to graphic yeah. design, how to edit, how to film. And I kind of just wanted to use that as like a resume if I were to show like a company or a brand like, oh, I, I know how to do this stuff. Like, check out my website, 80 yeah. equals D. Yeah. And this is what I do. So what programs and like, where did you build the site? On what platform? Was it WordPress? No, no. This was a uh, Dreamweaver back in the okay. day. Yeah, this was... Um, I would go on the internet and just look up how to code. Like I learned how to do HTML, PHP, MySQL, JavaScript. So those are like all different website communication or languages that would just talk together and then yeah. you would be able to like go on the back end and upload a video to the server without doing anything manually and do a bunch of stuff like that. So. Did you graduate high school? Yeah, I did, yeah. So you did, Mike didn't. No, we, <laughs> funny story. He, I was in 12th grade and he was a freshman in 9th grade and Obviously, you graduate when you're in 12th grade, but he left high school before I did. So he only made it to like the first semester of ninth grade and then he dropped out. And then no way. I, I ended up staying he dropped the young. second semester and graduating. Okay. Yeah. I don't and know why. I just, I was just like, oh, I think it was more of like, I can accomplish something. Yeah. But like, I still didn't really know what to do at that point. Like, I didn't want to go to college. At, so or, didn't go to college at all? No. No. I mean, besides like a few like graphic design classes, but like, I, no, actually I did after, I went to like, I guess, what, like 13th grade, you just go and start working on your general ed. I don't know, I didn't go. <laughs> I remember driving to Moore Park and I was just like, I think I lasted a couple weeks actually. And I was just like, I will do anything I can not to come back to school. Yeah. I was like, I'll do anything. And so far so good. Yeah. I'm 31 now, so I've made it this far. Not. Have you, was, is Glassy your first job? No, no, I've, I've worked at Maddox for a minute. I was doing like blog stuff for them. Oh, that's like, right. Kind of similar to 8 equals D, but for Maddox. Um, yeah. And then from there, I worked at the barracks doing um, like data entry stuff. And oh, then, I didn't know that. And then I did their, uh, I managed their ads. Like with, they actually, well, they would obviously have like brands. They would spawn, they have sponsor the site. And I would be like the in-between person between the brands and the barracks. And I'd like upload their ads and stuff like that. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I forgot that one too. So what kind of took you away from being a skateboarder? Was it just interest or? Um, no, no, I, I mean, I'm, I was always interested in skating. Um, it was just like, are you talking about like wanting to be a professional or be, or like, or? Uh, what, yeah, what like be, wanting to be a pro skateboarder. Did you just have more like interest in the web stuff or? Yeah, it was kind of like, I wasn't too sad, like uh, after I realized I couldn't be a pro skater, you know, I was like, oh, well, at least I want to be involved. Like I met you guys, like we had good friends in skating and the people we were hanging out with were cool. So I was just like, well, if I can still, you know, hang out with these dudes and kind of make myself useful. And I think that's maybe why I started filming too. It's like, I don't want to just be sitting there in the grass, like watching Mikey, like 50-50 rail. I'm like, cool. Like, <laughs> Wow, why am I here? Yeah. You know, like, so I was just like, yeah, I might as well just like get involved somehow and like help out if any way you can. And, and I was already interested in like media stuff already. 
So are you okay talking about your bout with cancer? Yeah, of course. Yeah. To tell okay us about that. that. I, I, I always am sensitive to bring like serious stuff up. So tell us, tell well, us what happened. if I start happened. crying, then you know. Okay. I've never seen you crying. No, I, I probably won't. Not. I'm kind of I'm kind of numb. I've so explained how old, it so how, many old, times. <laughs> how old are you? You were the youngest person I knew that had it. That yeah, had I mean, typically, it, well, my cancer in general is like a childhood cancer. So I was actually old for my cancer, which was Ewing sarcoma. And essentially, it's just a tumor that developed inside my bone. And I got diagnosed on my 21st birthday. So, but I was. I was getting like bone pain symptoms probably six months before that, but I kept getting misdiagnosed with like tendonitis and all kinds of other stuff. Like no one really goes in thinking that they have cancer, you know, they're just like, the doctor would be like, oh, you're, you know, 20, you're playing basketball. Like, yeah, it makes sense. You're sore, like you skateboard, like that's the ultimate, like, yeah, you skateboard, you're gonna feel pain. So I just like try to brush it off and yeah, I just couldn't and I would lose like hours of sleep every night. Like it hurt so bad that like, I couldn't do anything about it, whether it was like pain pills, um, whatever, nothing helped. It was just constant pain that never went away. And um, yeah, I got diagnosed and yeah. Jeez. You want me to go through my treatments? Well, how, well <laughs> just to, to give an idea, what is that like being diagnosed with cancer? Were you scared for your life? I mean, I'm sure you were scared for your life. Um, no, I mean, I, honestly, when I got diagnosed, like I said, I, I, had so, I had symptoms of pain constantly for six months. So when I actually found a diagnosis, I was like... Relieved? I, I was relieved. Yeah. Like I'm you knew what like, it was. Yeah, I'm like, at least there's something that can be done about this now. Because it was, it was literally hell dealing with that. And then the doctor, like, I went and got my test and all that stuff. And they're like, yeah, you got this rare form of Ewing sarcoma. And it just so happens to be one of the most aggressive cancers out there. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, well, you know, that, that kind of sucks. But, um, yeah, just getting your ass kicked a year and a half of doing chemotherapy. And, you know, I had to be in the hospital at five days a week for every, every three weeks I'd be in the hospital for five days. And, you know, you're, you're literally just sitting there getting pumped with medicine, killing the cancer. And, you know, you have a lot of time to think about, you know, what you want with life, even if you make it past that point and yeah. you can experience life. And, you know, I've just had a lot of like epiphany moments while doing these treatments. And, you know, I kind of realized, you know, like, I want to be in control of my destiny versus, you know, something else, even though it might be a harder route and uh, more difficult, there might be more um, responsibility on myself to, you know, live how I want to, but at least I know that I tried and if I failed, that's fine. But I think that you don't want to be older and later in life thinking that I should have done this, I should have done that, I wish I would have done yeah. that. So I think that in a way, cancer was a good motivator for me to realize what I want to do with my life. And if I find out what I want to do with my life, just go for it and yeah. hopefully it works out. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't, you just learn, you know, so. Yeah. Damn, man. And, and there was no glassy at this point? No, this was before Barracks. This was when I was working at Maddox. And this was when I was essentially like a media blogger. Yeah. So I had no, I, I had no idea even what would be happening a couple of years later yeah. so yeah crazy man well th thanks for sharing that dude so mm -hmm. it was like a year and a half of just battling it and then you yeah. you won you yeah i mean i don't know if you can i, I don't know how do you say it you it's know? after five years of your last 
treatment if it doesn't come back you're considered cancer free okay um but well they, they actually say you're more likely to get another cancer after five years then so my mine's most likely not going to come back but okay and do you celebrate that uh yeah a little bit mentally yeah i did like a little 10 year post the other day on instagram it's so it was like around my birthday when i got diagnosed like i said so it was just my 10 year uh anniversary of that so i felt like it was kind of special but you know it's one of those things that uh i'm constantly reminded about i mean because of my arm. physical arm you know it's like I don't pay attention all the time, but it's just like, it's almost like a good reminder of what I went through. And so I don't forget. Yeah. It almost keeps me like motivated. Like, look, yeah. Like the government shut down and the FDA is not working, but you know, my arm, you know, like it, I couldn't, I could not have an arm. And I feel like that it is like, things could be a lot worse yeah, than totally. just not selling a pair of sunglasses today or whatever. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's not that bad, but I still need to sell that pair of sunglasses. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Tomorrow, <laughs> maybe it'll just happen tomorrow, but you know. So, it basic, so basically you were like, I'm taking control. I'm going to do what I want. Was that, did that kind of lead into you doing your own thing? Um, a little bit. I'd say indirectly. Because um, after I got done with all my treatments, then I started working for the barracks. Pretty, like, probably like a couple months after. And then through there, I you know, learned a lot of stuff working at the barracks. So the barracks was probably like my real first like office job. And I worked there for like a year and a half. And then probably towards the end of that year and a half, I was like, well, what happened was like Michael said in the story, like we were skating that one day. And then I don't know, randomly, I just conceptualized glassy on a whim, you know, and I was like, yeah, that sounds like a cool idea. And then me thinking back to my epiphany while going through cancer, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this. Why not? Like what yeah. happens? Like it doesn't turn out nothing. So I'm just, and I was like, like, I, like what I was gonna say is that I was, you know, kind of over driving to LA from see me every day. That's like an hour and 15 minutes both ways. Totally. So I'm just like, I need to do something else. Like, I, like I want to be in control of my destiny. I want to do this, that, and then yeah, I just pursued that. And like Michael said, we went on Alibaba, did it grassroots. Like, didn't even know what I was doing, and then you know you realize everything has cost and uh so let's talk about that yeah yeah so jumping jump the gun right now sorry no that that's good man that's um uh that's that's the part we want to talk about so mikey got a text or a dm the other day talking about um how to start a business in the early stages mm -hmm. oh that's right and so that's that's let's talk about that vince let's talk about anybody out there that's like actually like wants to start a company mm -hmm. right and they're like where do i go i mean i know for me it was like i go to the county clerk's office where is it it's across the street from my house i didn't even know it was there and i oh, go across go. so talk about how you actually started a company what are the actual steps of getting started uh, i'm a little rusty in this department but yeah you're right you gotta you gotta go to the county clerk and you have to file a business with the county that you live in so I think the process was it's like a $30 fee or something yep. like that. And then you just come up with a business name. And they, I think they like announce it in the newspaper. You have, like, to, yeah. you have to run it in the paper for four consecutive yeah, years. And like, Which if, is so retarded. How yeah. is that still a thing? Well, I was psyched because I'm like, no one reads the newspaper. So they're not going to rebuttal my name, whatever. Yeah. And it was 8 equals D at the time. So I was like, I hope no one sees this. I don't want anyone to yeah. be like, dude, this guy's trying to make a business name out of a dick. And I was yeah. like... But whatever, it, it, it worked out. And then uh, the, the reason why you do that to get a business name is because then you need to take that paperwork and go to the bank and get a business bank account. And that's when you can start, you know, yep. 
signing up for like Shopify or PayPal and doing all these like merchant things, if, the, if that's the route you want to go with e-com, but I mean. What'd you guys do for trademark? Trademark. Um, yeah, we filed. Uh, you do it yourself or do you have an attorney? <laughs> well, no, well, I went on LegalZoom and tried to, try to do it myself. How did that go? But I tried to trademark eight equals D. So I paid like the thousand dollars and they came back and they're like, you can't trademark a phallus type object. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> like, and then I tried to debate that it was a happy face. I'm like, look, if you turn it vertical, it's a happy face. And the dude's like, and then he sent me a screenshot of the Google. Like he searched on Google and was like phallus symbol. And I was just like, you, right, you know what's funny though? It. Have you watched <laughs> Silicon Valley? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know how they, it's like, Gavin Belsum and it's clearly a dick and they're making fun of it. Yeah. Look at the Amazon logo. It looks like a dick. With the little head and the happy face. Yeah. Thing. It's only on one side and like, they're making fun of it, but it looks, I'm like, how did they get yeah. that? Anyways, so you. So you got to do legal zoom. Legal zoom. Did I you did, get it? I didn't. No, 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 no. You, you can't trademark a foul. You have a word about for Glassy. Well, yeah, for Glassy, we, uh, at that point, I was. It probably took us like two years to trademark the name. It was so you guys started the company before you trademarked it. Yeah, we didn't even do that. We just started so slow, and like for the first couple of months, I was like, "This shit's probably not even gonna work." Like whatever. And then it just start kept going and kept going. And then I was also working at the barracks, so I'd work all day, come home at night, and work at work on glassy stuff, just doing ads or photos or whatever. So I did that for about six months. Okay. And then I was finally able to quit the barracks and work on Glassy full time. And, it was, and that was probably May of 2011. So I think we probably started trade. I started taking it a little more serious probably the beginning of 2012. Because uh -huh. we've almost been around for a year at that point. I was like, all right, well, it seems like it's going to have some longevity. So I think probably around that time, I was like, all right, I should probably trademark that stuff. You did trademark the company eventually. You yeah. didn't at first, no, no. which I feel like most people do, right? Most people test the waters before they pay all the money to trademark. Well, it's almost kind of hard to, like, if you're going to do it naturally or organically or whatever, like, and you're not going to have a lot of upfront cash, it's like, you don't want to spend $1,200 to get a trade, like, you can't afford that. Yeah. Yep. But if you get a business bank account, you can get a business credit card and finance it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what, would have, no, what, what would have happened, though, if you would have lost the name a year in? Would you have been like, this company's over? Uh, well, I think it also depends on who has that name and if they want to fight you for it. Like if, you know, if they don't put up a fight or like that, on the other end, they might be like, I don't want to waste $30,000 on a lawyer to hassle this little brand, you know? Like that's kind of how I was thinking about it too. It's like the flip side. Uh -huh. Most of the time companies end up renaming their company is what happens. Yeah. That's what yeah. I see, right? I think it all depends. Not yeah, with us, man. Well, it, I mean, if we didn't have glassy, I don't think it would have that same effect. I mean, I just felt for eyewear glasses, like glassy makes so much sense. I would probably give up and be like, oh, yeah. what else am I going to call this shit? Mike Mo eyewear? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys end up getting trademarked. Yeah. That one works. Yeah. What was the first product run? How much was it? How did you even figure out what to do? Um, I don't know. How, uh, oh, yeah. This is How a, long ago was this? 2012? 2011. 2011. So the very, Mike actually jumped ahead a little bit at the start of his story, but what really happened was we went to just Google wholesale sunglasses or whatever, and they have like, uh, buy a dozen, get whatever. So we bought this, it was like a dozen for like $9 or something. So we're like, okay, well, we have these glasses. I'm like, now we need to get someone to screen print our logo on them. So actually when I worked at the barracks, I would drive down here and probably down the street from here because the barracks is right here as well. Um, I would take 
the glasses to a screen printer, who, some guy who did shirts. And then he would screen print logos on our glasses that we just bought. So we'd pro I probably bought like 50 and then just put our logo on it and then just sold them online. I was like, oh, those went pretty quick. And then from there, we're like, all right, we should probably try to go direct to China somehow. And then we just stumbled upon Alibaba.com. That was when it was probably first started. So it was a little sketchy. We're like, we just gave this guy like $1,200 worth of like money. Like, are we going to get our sunglasses? Yeah. And then like a couple weeks later, like your sunglasses are ready. Here you go. And, and logos on them and everything. Yeah, everything was fine. Yeah. And from there, you know, we just put them back on the website and started selling more. And we're just like, oh, okay. So I guess we bought 300 that time. We might have to buy, you know, six. Let's keep it going. And and how much was the first run you did? Like 300? 300 from China. Yeah, it was like a 300 minimum. Yeah. So, but before that, the, the one you mentioned before, it was like 50 when you got them from the wholesaler 50, here? 50, yeah. Because the, I think how their business was, it was like you have to buy quantities of 12. Okay. So maybe we bought like four like, dozen. Yeah, and, 40, yeah, okay. So running through all the components of starting up, because now if someone's getting started, they'll, they'll probably want to use Shopify, right? Yeah. It's a lot easier now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot it, easier it, now. Even in the last probably three years, we've been around for eight. Like the last three have just, you know, e-com has just blown up so much and everything's just so like integrated now. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So for someone getting started, I would say, cause I've built a bunch of sites on WordPress uh -huh. and then I've used Squarespace and Shopify is, I would say the best way to go right now if someone's looking at getting started and, and selling a physical product. Yeah, we use it and we're completely content with it. I mean, if you're, if you're not trying to do like a super customized website and you want a decent looking, just out of the box, platform i mean shopify i mean you can do you know like blogs you can do add-on like it, it's just endless now it's yeah. awesome yeah so i just want to really quickly run through these things so you get your your basically your license from the county clerk yep. just anybody listening that's trying to start a business and that will enable you to get a bank account mm -hmm. um with trademark we, we talked about it in our last interview, but real quick, you can send it off yourself, but it has to get approved. So for like 1200 bucks, people can do it themselves, right? I think, I mean, I was... Even less than that. I think it's like five or six. Yeah, I forgot the price, but like I was so inexperienced at that time and I kind of figured it out with LegalZoom. So I feel like, you know, if you, if you don't have any knowledge, you can probably just go on LegalZoom and kind of just... I think they give you all the information, like what is a trademark? What is a copyright? What should I do? So I, I think that if you just went to LegalZoom, you'd probably be able to figure it out. And I'm gonna throw this out there because this is one I learned that- Get up LegalZoom for sponsors. For, for sponsor? sponsors. <laughs> Mikey's getting sponsored right now. <laughs> LegalZoom's a good one. Uh, just to kind of throw it out there for anybody getting their trademark, we originally named Avni Elon within 10 minutes of our lawyer starting the search, they did online product Elon, and a result came back and it said Elon uh, digital product or something like that. So we overlooked that. So mm -hmm. if anybody does do it themselves, they can do it for a few hundred bucks, but you have to send it out. When you send it out, then you have to wait four months for it to come back. Mm -hmm. And in that four months, someone else could you know, get the trademark, you could lose it, have to start over. So. If, you, if anybody does do it themselves, make sure that you do a, the best search that you can and you hire a lawyer to do the search for you. You can even go on the trademark website and search trademarks too. Totally, yeah. yeah that you that should for, well. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You should for sure do that because it's, you just 
type in trademark search and then you click and there it lists all of the trademarks. USPTO.gov? Yep, that's exactly. the one. Yeah. All right, and then you got your product from Alibaba. You're on Shopify now, but in the beginning you were on like Big Cartel or something? Oh yeah, Big Cartel, yeah. The, and you built that, right? I didn't build it, I just put product. Like you don't yeah. have to build anything with those. I, you don't have to build anything with the e-com stuff really. All you do is just pick yep. up themes and it's, you know, slide or whatever. But for 8 equals D, I actually built that one. Yeah, So, okay. But yeah, I was just like, you know, to build your own e-com platform back then, it was just out of this world. So I was like, you know, I'll just plug it into big big cartel or whatever. whatever it was so called. what do you think the biggest shocker was for you going into business for the first time? Oh. Was there a moment where you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> no, there wasn't an overwhelming day or anything, but it was just like thing after thing. And just like, at this point, nothing really surprises me anymore when it comes to like <laughs> defect from China or getting hit with like some sort of weird tax or it's just like, I don't know, the cost of doing business is yeah. Yeah. the term, you know? So it's just at this point, it's like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense that it costs money like, or this happens. But I remember thinking that like, oh yeah, it's cool. Like we're selling sunglasses, but you know, like you don't think about the tape that needs to put, you know, yep. to tape up the boxes or the boxes itself. Um, the boxes themselves, the racks you put the, the boxes the racks, on. The racks, oh, we didn't have printers, we didn't have a computer, like we, so it was just like, yeah, everything, when you're starting, everything's literally, it, you, I guess you can't really, if you're doing it organically and you don't have a bankroll, like, yeah, you're probably not gonna make money for a little bit just because there's so many expenses that. Yeah you have to have to run the business. Yeah. So it is, you know, it is tough, but you know, you just get through it and yep. well, cross so, your fingers. <laughs> yeah, L let's start talking about the growth. This, uh -huh. this was the fun part. And then if there's any other like starting up lessons, we'll jump back into them. But from, you started at the house, right? Yeah, we started in a essentially a little uh, office in my brother's house. And it was just like a, you know, like a, a personal computer office. It was pretty small and with our, our first inventory system was a uh, bookcase that we bought from Ikea. So it fit like, I think 18 or like 12 uh, sunglasses per cubby. And it was probably like a, a three by four cubby. So we had like each, each cubby had their own like skew or colorway. So we'd be like, oh, we got an order and just pull it from the bookcase and put it in the little office. And we'd be sitting there, we'd probably send out like five or something. Like, cool, that, that was fun, you know? And then from there, um, I forgot, because Mike would like post about it or you guys would post about it. And then we'd have like reps hit us up like from different parts of the US and be like, hey man, like I saw you guys posting Glassy, like can I rep it? And I was like, I'm like, oh yeah, you can probably sell these to skate shops, huh? I didn't even think about that. So then like I just photoshopped like a catalog together and then it was like, yeah, reps, here's like your spreadsheet and here's your catalog, like have at it. And they're like, can you send us some glasses? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, what do you want, six? And they would just go and like show the glasses at the skate shops and the shops would be like, oh yeah, send us 30. That sounds cool. And I'd be like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> so guy, like it's working. Like, what? this is how you do it. And from there we moved out of the little office. Then we moved into the living room and we had, a, it was like a pool table room. And then we had just you. I love how we moved out of the office and moved oh. in, into the living room, which was a stone throw away. <laughs> it was yeah, the it next was room over. Like around the corner. But it's like we took li literally baby steps with glassy. So it's like we moved across to the other side of the house. Yeah. 
and now we got Uline boxes that would hold like probably 50 of each, uh, yeah. 50 of each skew. And I remember like, cause it's an, it's an open like living room and the pool table, like you've been there, the pool table's in the middle of the living room. And then the, or where are the boxes full of glasses would be like on the perimeter around the yep. pool table. So you'd like walk around the pool table, like pick an order and then like just box it all <laughs> up and then just ship it out. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and then you just kept going, and once you grew and grew into the garage, right? Yeah, and then we moved into the garage, the other the other side of the house, and we essentially just took everything out of the garage. Like Michael couldn't park in there for probably a, a year, but we just got those like I don't know, they're called Gorilla racks, maybe or something. It's just those standard metal racks you get at Home Depot. Bought a couple of those, lined up the garage like a little warehouse, and then soon each shelf would hold. 200 frames so we'd go and like pack orders and then just you know it was all working for you guys at this point it was me and then i think we had like one other guy who helped just like pack orders all day and like pack glasses and uh yeah and then we we had like international distributors and um reps out there so i mean they were kind of working for us but they weren't like on payroll or anything they were just uh just agencies helping yeah. us out. But so yeah. international was a big part of Glassy in the beginning, right? Yeah, it was probably two-thirds. Like the first probably two two years, it was probably two-thirds of our business. But for those guys, they they essentially just buy in bulk from us and they, they sell to their skate shops. So they have their own reps out there. And I remember like I'd talk to, well, I, first of all, I thought it was sketchy because like no one almost didn't have good websites back then either. So like a guy from Japan would hit me up and be like, hey, I want to buy like 400 pairs of glasses. I'm like, is this real? Are you, are you serious? And he'd be like, yeah, I work with like iPath or whatever. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Send me the order and send me money and I'll, you know, send it. So, so like the money came through and I was like, whoa, all right, this is kind of interesting. Like people like our glasses in Japan or whatever. That's weird. And then he'd be like, yeah, my freight truck's coming to pick it up. And there'd be like 600, it'd probably be like six, like 20 by 20 boxes just full of sunglasses. And then like a semi truck would be rolling into like the residential street and he'd be like, he'd knock on the door and be like, are you, do you guys need a pickup or something? And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, let me open the garage. And I opened the garage and it was just like a little warehouse. And he's like, he's like, this is weird. Like never came to a house to pick up product before. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, where do you usually go? He's like, oh, there's like commercial offices down the street I go to. I was like, oh, all right, that's cool. Love it, dude. Well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it just funny that like, I didn't think that was weird at the time and that's just all I know but it was like I was like mm, this is and then it was funny like when we moved out of the house and actual to like a warehouse space he's the same pickup dude so he's like seen the evolution he's seen of, the growth of it he's like what's up guys like now we're homies but he's just like yeah it's cool like oh, you guys were in the garage man like yeah. that's the Mike Mo doesn't like the word entrepreneur but I don't think it gets any more entrepreneur than that right there do you have to have like multiple pro or like projects to be an entrepreneur? No. I feel like it's a plural thing. Like no. I would just consider myself like a business owner, maybe. Yeah, you're. you're but an entrepreneur, entrepreneur to me, it seems like you're doing a bunch of other little things. Right? No, you had freight trucks at your garage, dude. You're, yeah. You guys you're did qualified. it. Oh, you did it, dude. <laughs> All right, I mean, cool. Did I changed my bumble, my bumble set of professional entrepreneur. So when did it go into? I can't even say the word. Your own space. Hard. It's hard to say. Entrepreneur. Maybe that's why I don't say I'm just business owner, man. Yeah. Well, whatever you're comfortable with. Um. So when did it go into you going into your own space? You moved out of the garage into an office. Uh, it was probably two years, around two okay. years. And I remember like 
before that two years because like I wanted to get out of the house and make it you know like legit but I would always look and be like when you know when is that time you know like I had no idea I was like when is it going to be like next month should we move out like and there was just to a point where it's like we couldn't put any more sunglasses or anything into the into the garage and we're like all right well let's go exercise some options to see if we can even afford a space and I was like oh that's actually a little less more expensive than I thought it would be yeah and yeah we're just like all right let's try it and it was just one of those things where it's like you're kind of nervous at that time where you're like oh, i don't know i don't know if i want to make that leap you know you're kind of like yep. scared because what if you move in you sign this year's lease and then like for some reason business fails and you're like oh shit, i got eight months to fill and i for some reason glassy doesn't work anymore but then i was just then i'd always just revert back to myself having that epiphany and be like really you're gonna puss out about buying or like renting a warehouse space i'm like just do it and deal if you have an issue deal with it at then or at that time like don't don't try to pretend like you're gonna like don't not do something because of a made-up issue that hasn't even happened yeah yet. exactly you just don't get in your head and don't second guess yourself like if you if, if you think it feels right and financially you can afford it like yeah do it like you don't want to you don't want business to uh die and then you're just like oh i should have gone to the warehouse like i should have experienced it so yeah, yeah that's kind of what i was try to trick myself into thinking like just essentially don't be a wuss and just just do it like business is okay like isn't that crazy how how like with skating we always had to like trick our mind like not oh, be yeah. scared to try a trick you were the king of that i was good at that <laughs> how's that with business though in comparison it's fucking same thing for me oh is it right. oh for me it i is. thought you'd be like the opposite like no, I'm, not, I'm fearless now man i don't care <laughs> no i'm not exactly I, i'm I, it's it's so much like skating for me mm-hmm. like even with like whether it's like well you're a skateboarder yeah i think it's just fear right (laughs) i I don't know maybe i like analyze fear more than other people so it just always feels like a mind game for me but dude i still have to do that i still have to like talk myself into this like fake game on how that's not gonna happen and i don't know do you have to do that yeah it's funny i i don't know if this applies but i read a quote (laughs) this morning and it made me think and I think it does, but it said hungry people don't get fed. Hungry people. Hungry people don't get fed. Don't fat get or fed? Fed. Like if you're like starving and you're like desperate, like, you, and his point was well, you, you just have to like be feed conf- yourself? No, like, like no, like Did no you one's. Get it? I don't get it. really know. Like if you're desperate. <laughs> oh. I'm not saying you're desperate, but I'm just talking about the principle. <laughs> Mike's not desperate. Um, but like, the principle of like if you're like oh i need this i need this and like you come off as like needy or like you're insecure like it you just have to be confident and go for it which that's the part that i feel like did apply like because you are like that you think you're like that but you are like that wait you're saying i'm not like that like confident wise no you are confident no i am confident I, no, no no i'm confident when i do things but but i'm not fearless i'm absolutely not fearless yeah, I don't know if anyone's totally fearless. Maybe they are, but um Well you look at some skaters, like some are fearless and you're like, you're not thinking, Some people are you're fearless. Just doing it. Yeah, I think some people, some are just people fearless. are just they don't have that thing in them that no. it worries about shit. Yeah, okay. was like that. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Taking it out oh, yeah. of skating. I'll go for it, whatever. Uh, I don't know if uh, Which is so, admirable too. Like if I think you can it just goes, what's your I think it goes way beyond skating. Okay, I mean, I'll tell you what I think about it, but what what tell me what your rule is. Oh wait, was it Vince? Of what? You just said your rule. No, I said I, it's admirable. I, I like when people are just not fearless and they just do things. Yeah, me too. I I'm, always I'm the opposite. Like I kind of overthink it. Yeah, but yeah, also so. it's detrimental to decision making. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's, that's where I was going is yeah. that there's people who are delusional and they just like, I'm going to do this. And they go out and you know, they're going to fail and they just jump off a cliff and it fails. Right. That's not a good thing. I don't know if that's the same though. That it's a different. It that's is like different. on the other side of the spectrum. That's <laughs> like you're, you're, you're uh, afraid to do something and this way you're not afraid to do anything, but you still fail. As long as you learn from those failures, right? There, there's, <laughs> there's calculated confidence is what I would say. That's, that's my thing. Calculated confidence. And that's to, to point out what you were saying about you still have fear. I think you're very calculated. I, I think yeah. you step I mean, back and analyze I would, I didn't, everything. I didn't, I didn't mean it by saying like, I'm so scared I can't do anything. No, That's I didn't not take me. it that way. I'm just... Well, obviously. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> look in your position, I mean. Yeah, I'm just... But I, I do deal with fear very yeah, similar to what you just said. Yeah. What was my point is uh, I, I have to trick myself out of, out of these made-up worries that my insecurities... So how do you do that? How do I do it? Well, I'm at the point now where I know it's my insecurity telling me that. I right? think like once I, you're aware of w that you're just making up situations, like you still make them up, but you can kind of like talk yourself down and be like, this isn't really logical. Yeah. This is kind of, it, it's good that I'm thinking that way, but I don't think I should like apply it to my thought process. Yeah, you know? totally. That's yeah. what it is now. Like I just know like there's, it, like if it's like a property, like if we're going to get a pro doing a property, right? There's always a point where I get scared and start having all these fears come up. If it's starting a business, there's the same point in every business where I start tripping out. Happened with Avni, yeah. happened with Con every single business I do, I have this moment of where fear comes into my head, yeah. right? And, and I just know that now, so it's easy to, to just move past it. Yeah. With skating, I didn't know what it was. Well, I was going to so, say, like, skating is similar. Like, like, you're riding up to do that trick, and you don't know if you're going to not even ollie and pop your tail, and you might just jump down the stairs on your side. You know? yeah. I, I feel like it's almost the same thing. It's like you don't really know until you actually like pop that tail, and you're like, yeah, I'm going for, for sure. it. I yeah. better make it work. Or you can just sit there and ride up all day and not do anything. My thing with skating, if you remember, dude, I, was, I used to be so scared that, remember, I'd have to roll up 70 or 80 yeah. times, and every time, ready, Steve? Are you ready, Steve? I'd come back, Steve, are you ready? I'm going to go. And I'd have to roll up so many times until there was just one time, I don't know why, that like I just forgot to stop. The, be you know? the best one that you, you did do that and P-Rod is a great one too because yeah. he rolls up and he like kicks all the rocks and he's like, guys, I know I'm kicking imaginary rocks, but uh, I got to get rid of these imaginary yeah, rocks. Yeah, it's just you go through processes to deal with fear. I don't that's know exactly what it is. That's exactly how Mike knows too, same thing. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Anyway, that, Anyways, that's back to business. 10 minute tangent off <laughs> no, here. I like uh, it. I like comparing business to skating in that sense, you know? It's I like, feel like there's so many comparisons. Yeah. I mean, with, with, with like where I'm at now, the majority of things that I've learned all came from skateboarding. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I essentially kind of started thinking about starting a brand because I'd be going to like Girl and Podium back in the day and be like, oh, this is how you run a brand. This is what you do and just stuff like that. So I was kind of just like observing like going, like just going in the man or the, man, the, the warehouse or whatever and just being, oh, this is how, it, oh, that's cool. Like they have all this stuff. So I, I feel like I was subconsciously like taking it in. Like, yeah, oh, this would be cool one day to do something like that. And yeah. And then yeah. seeing that a lot of the guys that owned the companies were guys that we used to skate with when we were kids. Totally, yeah. I, I guess it made it seem like, oh, it is possible. Like, you could be just like a skater and not have to go to school. You don't have to have like a business degree to start a business. Like, you, if you want to do something, you can do it. Especially now, like with the internet, like you can yeah, literally do sure. anything you probably, if yeah. you just want to sit down and practice whatever, you can probably do it. So yeah. let's talk about your, do you have something like Yeah, at what point, was there a point where you felt like, okay, 
we actually have a real company. Like how you were saying, like I was like, what, what, oh, we're at a legit company now. Oh uh, yeah, probably when, when we you got in an office. Warehouse, yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah. out of two, two or three employees, I was like, yeah, this is it right here. Got yeah. a desk, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I bought myself like an iMac. I was like, yeah, all right, shit's happening. So I know that you, uh, you do a lot of design and work mm -hmm. in Illustrator. Tell us your skill set and what you've learned along the way. Oh, um, I, well, when I started Glassy, I was more motivated about doing like marketing and you know digital media stuff but um as glassy grew and we didn't have a sales guy i kind of started having to like understand how sales work then too which was kind of a learning curve because i never sold anything before i didn't know how to even approach someone to sell something so after probably like a year into it like when we started selling to skateboard shops i'm like all right well now i gotta start talking to zoomies i gotta start i'm like Okay, I don't even know how this works, but you know, so that was that was kind of a skill that I you just learn yourself just through trial and error. You just had to, yeah, because I didn't have anyone else selling, so I was like, all right, well, I need to understand like, you know, what terms are and you know, whatever. I'm, I I don't even know what like net thirty was at that time. I was like, what's net thirty? What the hell does that mean? Will you explain? Because when you start doing deals with like bigger companies and you mm -hmm. have to finally deal with terms. Can yeah. you explain to the audience what net 30, net 45 means and why that could be a massive problem for a small company? I think it means you have to pay, they pay you after 30 days, <laughs> net 30, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yes, I don't know that's what, what it means. <laughs> I don't know what net means, but whatever, like is that, what is that, just like you net the money back? I've never really, yeah, well, I've never really thought about actually what it meant. I, I haven't either, but. I've never thought about what it actually meant means either. I know what it signifies. You get paid after 30 days or something. So that's what I didn't need yeah. a definition of what. So <laughs> no, basically, when, about it. I was like, so what, what happens with someone like Zoomies? They, they have terms, which means you have to send your product out and you don't get paid on delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so essentially, they'll, actually, they're interesting because they'll write you a PO and they'll be like, yeah, we need it in six weeks. And you're like, oh, all right, we'll have the product now. And you're just like kind of sit on it and wait for it and like, okay, we'll. And they're like, if you don't hit that product dead, if you don't hit that ship date, you get penalized yeah. or we can even cancel your yeah. order. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't have your shit together, like they can just be like, all right, later guys. See you on to the next one. Yep. And w with big companies like that, you have to actually use their own SKUs. Like you yep. have to order stickers from them and you have to yeah. put the barcodes on their, on your product for them. So yeah. they are not, they don't get your product and they're like, oh, here you go. Like, yeah. Johnny, go downstairs and start labeling glassy stuff. It's like, no, they want that stuff ready. They want it to hit the floor. I mean, they're pros. They know what they're doing. Yeah. It's all a process. And, you know, that's why Zoomies is Zoomies is because they do stuff like that. Um, but I think if you work with, like, any of those retailers, it's all the same thing. Yeah. Did you guys have issues when you had to deal with terms for the first time? Um, no. no. Not, we actually, what have I... Talking to other brands, because I they, feel like we've gotten pretty lucky. Where it's just like net thirty isn't that much with net thirties, uh, the the highest will go. But I mean, like I think that's pretty standard. But I think clothing is a whole different. Like sunglasses is kind of in our industry is an accessories product, okay. and it's not clothing. It's okay. different. Yeah. So that makes like sense. I know some clothing brands. Yeah, we like, deal net sixty, net net forty five, yeah. net sixty. Sometimes I think it goes as high as ninety. I've, I've I've definitely heard of that, but for us, luckily, we've never had to experience that. So like thirty is like yeah, you know good. you're fronting the product a little bit, but you know like Zoomy is like they're they're credible. They're gonna they're gonna pay you. Yeah. But um, so you guys have never had to deal with factoring or anything. No, no, no. So I don't even know what that means. For for the audience, <laughs> let's give a real quick rundown I, just on what we're talking about. So. 
Net 30 is when you basically, so let's use sunglasses. They purchase however many, a thousand pair of sunglasses. Then you've paid for those. Then you send them out to, let's say, uh, Zoomies, right? Net 30 means that when they receive them, they don't pay you for 30 days. So as a business owner, um, you could be out that money for 30 days. And then sometimes, uh, like for example, when I was at OGO Backpacks, they would send it all back. That's we what I was going to say. They're like, if they don't need a sell through in a certain season, like I've heard and they just send it back and like, yeah, we get, we had $700,000 worth of backpacks yeah. sent back to the warehouse. Yeah. So just to kind of give it a perspective, a lot of younger companies don't, they need that money and you're waiting 30 days to get paid. So that's kind of like the, also, the jam up. The slow growth route is, I mean, the safer route. Like if Zoomies was like, hey, we want you in all your stores and take all our inventory, it'd be like, you know, we can't do that. Like, it sounds great and it sounds awesome. Like, we'll get paid on that, but it's like, you gotta have the money to buy the goods. And when it's yeah, that many and then doors. like, if something happens where they gotta send it back, like, it, it, yeah. so it's like, you sometimes we get tempted with deals like that. And it's just like, you know what? That doesn't sound right. Like, it doesn't sound right for us. I mean, it's a good deal. Like, that's, I'm flattered that they like the product and they want it, but it's like, you almost have to turn down sales at some point just for the longevity of the brand, you're just like, I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say a, a bust your load analogy, but, <laughs> but well, I was trying to think of something better, but that, that, that's all I came up with. No, for sure. And it can be like, uh, with, with, I won't talk about this anymore, but with Best Buy, if you miss that delivery date you were just talking about, uh, you, if you miss, if your uh, semi driver pulls up 15 minutes late, your order gets canceled and you can't get back in, at least for the newer brands when I was doing it, you can't get back in for six months. Yeah. Did so it's serious business. No, oh, because we, we knew we had to hit all these things and we had a good uh, inside yeah. rep. But anyways, back to your thing. So yeah, that all that stuff is super important. It's super important to be able to hit that. And it sounds like you guys were able to do it. So that's, that's yeah. good news. Yeah, yeah. So you went from the small warehouse and at that point, how much e-com were you doing? Oh, it was pretty minimal at that time. I mean, we probably moved into the warehouse like 2012, maybe around there. So I don't, e-coms obviously not what it was or is today than it was back then. So sales, like we started online. So we, or we started with an e-com store. So we always kept it. We're just like, this is how we started. Cause there was that debate back then. It was like, well, if you're going to sell online, like we're, we don't want to buy your product because yeah. you're taking sales essentially away from the yeah. shop. But it was just like, we started online, so I don't know. I mean, you guys know what you're, you're getting into with us. But, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like, it's just eyewear. It's not that important to a skate shop, you know? Like, I could see, like, shoe brands or deck brands or all that stuff. The hard goods. Yeah. That stuff, like, it, that's a different issue. But for us, like, we were always able to, like, it was pretty loose with us. So yeah. we are luckily never... Um, never had to deal with the backlash of yeah we never had any backlash and but if you're starting like a hard goods brand like that's something that you might have to consider you know opening these accounts i don't know if you can i don't know if it's an issue anymore i know it was a while ago for us in the skate community at least but i don't it's pretty much accepted at this point it's accepted now there's no way around it i think even retail knows that it's you know I mean, when you see like Amazon taking out Walmart, it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. e-com is its own beast. Did Jeff Bezos get busted for sending dick pics? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah. Gee, sorry to, you heard that? No. Sounds interesting. Though. It, it's, dude, it sucks, man. I, it's, part of me feels bad when stuff like that happens because there's like a hundred thousand dudes doing that and his is like read publicly in front of it. Like, like they have the whole transcript, the whole thing's there and people are like reading it you out loud. I feel like a dude on... Bezos's level though would like know better or like that's what I 
You'd, you'd be think. like, I need like a you'd encrypted think. phone. Like I, yeah. you know, I need a secure phone. I need like a, what a, yeah. a trap phone. Is that what they say? Yeah. 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 He needs a trap phone, man. Yeah, he needs a trap phone, man. Get a burner. Bezos not have a trap phone. Yeah, come on, Jeff, get one. Like watch, get a burner. Um, hey, I don't want to forget about this. So you design, uh-huh. you design the product yeah. in Illustrator. Yeah. You design the, the boxes, the... Yeah, right? a combination of Illustrator and Photoshop, yeah. Okay. Um, you built out the original e-commerce site? No, I did not do that. Oh, you paid for, to have it done? No, it was big, big cartel. Okay, but that's like... That, I know it seems so easy, <laughs> but some people don't know how to do that. So nowadays... Isn't big cartel already built out? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You uploaded the products. Yeah, and yeah. How well, did, I did do that. I... I I managed, I managed my big cartel store. I, I, don't laugh at the people, Mikey. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I, I'm I don't think there was anything here to too. build back then, right? What's that? It was just like uploading a photo. Well, it, it still is on Shopify. There's so much more into doing Shopify. Yeah, right? like, I think Vince is downplaying optimal. himself. I'm trying to point out all the things that he figured out how to do as an entrepreneur, even mm. though he doesn't like to be called that. So. Mm. Um, no, no, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. T- so, what I'll are some of the other profile? I'll, I'll rock it. There. So, what are some of the other things that you did? You designed it, uh, uploaded the product. Um, you know, it's like it sounds simple. It's like connecting your Stripe account, right? But uh, I don't know if you yeah, did that with Big Cartel. But. It is easy, but it's still pain in the ass to do. It sucks. But yeah, I had to do that for sure. I had to open a merchant account. I had to talk to Stripe or PayPal or whatever. Like, you need to have both options for someone, you know. So, it, I mean, the list goes on and on. Like, I. I'm just trying to think of all the little dumb things that I've had to deal with, but you know, they, uh, they worked out. So, yeah. And to me, uh, cause I've walked into your office and see you, seen you doing it when I was first learning Photoshop years ago. And uh-huh. it's pretty impressive. You know, illustrator, you know, Photoshop, you design all your own stuff. You built your own store. Like yeah. that's the kind of stuff that if people know how to do, they can start their own business. So, yeah. um, anything else that we skipped? How's the new, uh, home try on? It's good. Launch gone. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always nice that. to see when someone like gets a home try-on box for free, and you're like, does this guy just want to like wear glasses, or you know, like, are they serious? And then when you see an order come back like a, two weeks later, you're like, oh, well, it worked. That's great. Oh, cool. But that that's what's really impressed me with Mike Mo is like when we first when, after his injury and all that, like he he had to you know transfer or transition into glassy, and we didn't really know what to do with him at that point we were just like, all right, like, you know, you co-own the brand or like, just get in here somehow, we'll figure it out. But he's really taken the initiative. And f- for the last couple of years, I've been maxed out. I mean, there's only so much one yep. person can do. Um, but he was able to create like different ad or uh, different um, revenue sources for Glassy, like with the prescription stuff and the home trial and stuff. And that's really helped us out this past year. So it's cool to see him like taking ownership of those things and making them actually happen. Cause you know, it, it's easy to start something, but to actually push it through to finish yeah. is yeah. A, a goal and yeah. it's an accomplishment and he's been able to do that. So yeah, I, I'm actually proud of him and what he's you know done for Glassy. Yeah. I'll add in there. I hit up Mike Mo with the mm-hmm. Shopify question like four days ago. Oh, he set up and he knew it. He set up primitive inventory system. Like, they, oh, did he? Yeah. They, did you know that? No, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's like full operations guy now. It's so funny. No so way. when that was one of his things when he first came to Glassy, he was just like, uh, as yeah. he said in the podcast, he's just ripping Glassy apart. Like, fuck this, fuck that. <laughs> 
and essentially he's not really wrong, you know, like, so I was just like, all right, man, you want to take that, you want to take on that challenge, get it. I have to go sell glasses over here. So, you know, like I got to keep the lights on. So yeah, do operations, whatever. And he um, did some research, found out good inventory systems that link up with, you know, like QuickBooks and uh, Shopify and all that. And he got it down to a T, like how yeah. you guys were talking, yeah, like he, he psyched on like scanning barcoded shit, yeah. like and it pops up in the computer. And it was funny. I don't know how we got in this conversation with Primitive. Oh no, it's because Goldberg worked at, yeah. works at Primitive and he said that they're having order issues. Yeah. So Goldberg talked to the warehouse manager over there and was like, hey, Mike Mo said he'll help you out. So the dudes like came to Glassy, Mike Mo gave him a tour of Glassy, showed him how everything worked and he sold, he sold them on the whole system. That's so cool. And they're like, hey, can you like come down and like <laughs> set it up for us? So now, yeah, like Mike Mo set up Primitive's like e-com system over there. So, yeah, that's yeah. rad. So I think that he's, he does probably doesn't really want to admit that he's kind of passionate about, he's found a new, new little love about operations yeah. and stuff and inventory management. But yeah, it's pretty Well, funny that's to what see. I was going to say is that I hit him up with this question the other day and he, he texts me back and he goes, look what I'm doing. And he has a full course on learning code up on his site. And he's like, I'm doing, I'm going to learn all this code. I'm going to be able to alter Shopify myself. And he's like sitting there at home. <laughs> it was like a Saturday, like learning yeah. code. Yeah. So yeah, he's super passionate about it. It's, it's yeah, cool to it's see. It's good to see. Like, it, it sucked from the beginning because it was so much on me to get it going. But th- I mean, his career was to be a skater at that point. So it's like, you, I mean, I wouldn't expect him to like try to run glassy with me. You know, like he had to go do his thing. So I think that's you know, I would just go and try to figure something out, whether it was hooking up a merchant account to big Con- or big cartel or whatever, like. Fi- figuring out how to ship boxes and so haggling, he, haggling shipping rates with FedEx and UPS. It's just endless amount of weird stuff that I never thought you'd deal with when starting a brand. Yeah. yeah. So he basically stepped up and he's doing really good, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, it's cool to see the actual like, because th- when you're essentially rebuilding a brand, like you don't really see progress for X amount of time. I mean, for, for us at least, we were pretty stagnant for a while. But it's great to see that like all our hard work and re redoing stuff at Glassy is starting to pay off and we're starting to see growth again. So love it. Yeah. So you guys are doing good, man. All right. Um, Vince, you're an entrepreneur. I'm telling you, you're an entrepreneur, even though you don't like the word. You know what? I can't, I can't say the word. He's not mad at the word. Mike is the one who hates the word. I can't say the word. word. That's the problem. So, <laughs> but I'll take it. Thank you. I appreciate all right. it. Uh, so we, we kind of asked Mike Mo this, but let's ask you. So what's next for Glassy? You guys are doing the home try-on prescription. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're doing gamer glasses. Mike Mo mentioned you were like, we don't know how much. A lot's still skate, but we're not exactly sure. So you, it seems like you're having a lot of success in other areas. What, what else is coming up? Um, I think we're just trying to, because in the last year, like I was saying, we've experienced growth. And for us, we just want to, you know, um, establish better relationships to solidify us to keep that growth going, I guess, is all it would essentially be. Um, what was I going to say? I lost my train what's of thought. Ne- what's next for Glassy? Just like Mike Mo. Growth. Oh, growth? Yeah. Um, yeah, keep it going. <laughs> keep going up. <laughs> no. Uh, A lot of it's the premium, though, right? Because. Oh, I was going to say, I think before we had this identity thing, it's like, are we going to be a skate brand? Or are we going to be an eyewear brand? And I think the last, you know, introducing prescription gamers, mm-hmm. I think we're just more focused on being an eyewear brand and knowing yeah. kind of who we are. Like 
we're not going to focus on making pants or something weird, yeah, like, yeah. or like yeah. decks or whatever. Yeah. So with us, with that vision now, it's like, all right, we know what do I wear brands do, like prescription, you know, upgrading our quality, better, better product for a better price, all that stuff. So it's just us taking the skate approach, how we did with gaming. We sponsor, you know, pro skateboarders, and we're just doing that same um, same strategy and just applying it to other markets and hopefully that, you know, we solidify, solidify ourselves as an eyewear brand that's feels, has like a more organic feel. It would be weird to sponsor like, I don't know, runway fashion models. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, Mike Mo and Vince are uh, fashion gurus over here. You know, they're <laughs> like, that's kind of weird, but it's like with gaming, it's such like a natural progression for us to go. It's first of all, eyewear is a practical product for gaming yeah and we're gamers ourselves so it's like for us to you know kind of go in that direction is just natural and everyone that's followed mike mo knows that he played video games he likes call of duty and all yeah. that so i think for us it's just a natural fit and just kind of diversify glassy as a brand yeah yeah man, and it's looking really good and we talked yeah. about this last time but like go to if people want to check it out glassyeyewear.com and i mean dude honestly it's looking really good like you go there the site looks amazing everything's looking like uh, very premium. So, have you bought anything yet? I haven't. I actually have. <laughs> I you guys gave me a bunch of all time. I get them for free. Well, here's the, if you were to buy, some, I would just refund your money back. Like, <laughs> no, dude, try I'm... it. Buy it, and then you just like just get your money back. Okay. I've done that if before. you're listening right now, Vince will refund your money back. You buy glassy right now. <laughs> if you He's know, not me. saying that. <laughs> Oh, I've done that before. Like someone will like buy it like that. We know. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'll just go go in Shopify and just refund it. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's funny. How does it? How, how, where, where's the best way to find you? Simi Valley. No. Simi Valley. <laughs> no. On social media, Instagram. So get plug what you want. Like plug the programs or. Uh, what what? Like GlassyEyewear.com. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, com at GlassyEyewear on Instagram at GlassyEyewear on Twitter. And where are you? I'm Vinstagram. Vinstagram. Okay. You can just find me on Vinstagram, man. Uh, if you want to see some cute cat photos or me being a, dressed up as a Star Wars character, yeah, follow me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, dude. Yeah. All right, Vince. Well, I think we're going to wrap it there. Thank you for coming out. Anybody Thanks that wants. Me? Yes, of course, dude. And um, definitely check it out, glassyeyewear.com. If you wear prescription glasses, they got you covered with the home try-on. You order, how many do you get? Five at a time or? Five at a time, yeah. Five at a time. You could pick them out make sure they fit right. They're I good. hope I'm wrong. I hope it's six. <laughs> <laughs> so confident. Like, yeah, it's five. Well, Mike Mo handles the program, right? That's actually his baby. Yeah. yeah so. so it wouldn't yeah. be that bad if you got yeah. it wrong. So yeah, Glassy. But I, but I am the president of Glassy. I should know that. <laughs> no, that's actually good that you don't sometimes because you delegate, right? It's true. There you go. You want to talk about like Facebook ads or anything? Sure. Let's keep going for like five. Tell, tell yeah, us about Facebook ads. No, well, no, we had this conversation the other day, and that was one of the things that we were talking about is... Um, Who does your Facebook ads? No, I, I think that my job is, you know, transition to more marketing. and Yours is going back to marketing now? Yeah, yeah, versus like I was kind of doing little sales, little marketing, and, that, and I think for Glassy, it's probably more beneficial for me to be on the marketing side. Um, but I've learned how to do Facebook ads and I've seen pretty good results of, you know, just growing the brand and even um, getting a return on your, your initial investment, which is awesome. But it's interesting that like you can, 
Oh, are you guys familiar with Facebook ads mm-hmm. at all? Uh, I yeah yeah. Like, right. have you ever messed with like the lookalike audiences and all that stuff? Yep. Like, so I've been really targeting on that the last year, and just really like, it's just crazy how like how in depth you can get. Like, you you can target like specific people that like specific pages and all that stuff. Yeah. And then you just you know you just it's essentially like you cultivate new followers and they like check out the page or whatever and then. And you hit them with a retarget. Yeah, the retarget. The, the retarget, key. yeah. But you, it's crazy that you can do like after seven days, after 14, after yeah. si- like you're not getting away with not, you know, like. Yeah. It's pretty interesting to see. But that's that's kind of been like a new passion of mine the last year is like learning how to do Facebook marketing. But I, I, if you have some money to, to invest in ads, I mean, I, Facebook, I mean, you kind of have to know what you're doing, but I, I think it's a good tool yeah. to utilize if you I don't agree. get it. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what I wanted to get at, which you just got at, is Vince has learned pretty much all this stuff. You just like get in, you get dirty. But is that bad? No. No. Okay. No, it's not bad, dude. It's not bad bad? at all. Well, you know, there's the the saying, it's like, you know, jack of all trades, but master of none type thing. Like you don't really, you're not like really a master at one thing, but uh, you you do everything half-assed maybe. You get good at it and then delegate it, which that's kind of what you've done. Okay. I think you could argue that you got really good at a lot of tools in marketing. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's really what I was trying to like keep. It. If I was pushing, that's that what one. I was pushing at is Master I was trying of marketing. to. Uh, yeah, enough. I was trying to illustrate. Vince has jumped in, learned all this, and it, obviously with your dad and with Mike Mo, built this company by mm-hmm. figuring stuff out. You're not always as entrepreneurs starting aren't always going to have like everything. How to do this? How to do that? In front of them, no. you jump in, you fall, you figure it out. You do it, and that's what you've done. So, yeah, awesome, dude. All right, Vince. Don't well, be afraid to fail. Yeah, dude. Don't be afraid to fail. That's that's super. No good regrets. Advice. Nah. No regrets. Just don't have regrets when your time is when your time is to go. Don't have like regrets. That. No regrets. <laughs> if you want to get real deep at the end of this, yeah. <laughs> all right, dude. So no regrets, um, board. All right, Vince. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. We appreciate it. Go to glassyeyewear.com at Instagram at Glassy Eyewear and wear glasses and play Twitch. Peace. Play Twitch? Twitch is what you watch, right? Play on Twitch. There you go, play on Twitch. Okay. That's better.